Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, yesterday, October 17th, 31 years ago, the lovely Maria took a bride. Oh. So we were out celebrating a little bit last night. I think we're going to go out for a nice dinner on Friday. But I ended up landing a, a pair of uh, Doobie Brother tickets. They were at the uh, Tribute Community Center. I said, oh, I've never saw those guys. And they're doing their 50th anniversary tour. And what I thought was funny was after the discussion we've had about hockey game goals. Right. And uh, who like goal songs? Goal songs. Right. And, 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 and why we continue to go back to kind of music from 40, 50 years ago. And, you know, Grandpa's favorite songs. Yeah. Your dad's rock and all of that. Well, the Tribute Community Center was just filled to the rafters. With dad rock guys. <laughs> a lot of people having trouble getting up and down the stairs. A lot of people going to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> uh, and, and what else was funny? And it, the music was great. They're very talented musicians. It's kind of a fusion of like rock jazz. They get a little, they get a little uh, jammy sometimes. Okay. Which isn't necessarily my thing, but, um, Somebody kept yelling, play the hits. <laughs> Some old angry guy. <laughs> they don't have a new album they're promoting or something, do they? I don't know. They mentioned something about a new song oh, no. towards the end. But anyhow, uh, when they were wrapping the show up and doing all the hits, um, they didn't have any uh, screens, uh, so no cameras on the guys. They had a backdrop screen. And during most of the show, they would just show old footage from when they were young. Gotcha. Much yeah. like the Stones' new Angry video. Right. You know, here's how we looked when we recorded China Grove 45 <laughs> years ago or 50 That's years right. ago. So, anyhow, they sounded great still for uh, for men of whatever age they are. I don't even know how many of the original members, but I think Michael McDonald is still a part of the band, and he was a, kind of a big name that was brought in at some yeah, point. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the, he'd, he'd be the probably the highlight. He was, did he, like, was he there? Yeah, he was there as okay. part of it, and he reunited with them for this uh, this 50th anniversary tour. And, you know, he sung his hits. Right. He was much like, I think what happened to the Doobie Brothers is much what like happened to Chicago, where at some point they when they brought in Michael McDonald, was it Peter Satira they brought Peter in? Satira, yeah, right. And they got really like slow and like love songs and pop ballads. Right. And some of that happened minute by minute and such with the uh, the Doobie Brothers. But anyhow, overall it was fine. We had a nice little uh, Asian meal prior to the show. But this is also the other thing that was funny. So it says uh, starts at seven thirty. And I went online to see, okay, do they have an opening act? Because, you know, I'm thinking about getting home and getting to bed. Mm -hmm. What time are these guys going on? And it said they had an opening act. And so I thought, okay, the opening act goes on at 7.30. They'll be done by like 8.15. Maybe these guys will get on like 8.45, something right. like that. We we walked in at 7, like 40. We were running a little late. Well, not really, because I thought, oh, the opening act. Opener, there. yeah. And I hear them. I, it's the doobies. Like, I hear one of their hits. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so I look at my phone, the set list, and there are five songs in already. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, I think they started at 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would be pissed if I walked in and China Grove was done. Like, oh, are yeah. you kidding me? What's the point? I know it was... <laughs> It was the last song uh, of their uh, set, and then, of course, they, they did their encore, and they had a couple more hits in there, and I think we stuck around for one or two songs. <laughs> was there anyone there for the encore mm, still? Well, they're still trying to get up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> they started about halfway through. <laughs>
These guys are sticking around for an encore. No, they're waiting to get up the stairs. They just can't get out of their seat. (laughs) The handicap section. (laughs) Oh yeah. So anyhow, that was our that was our evening last (laughs) night. My son had wanted to go. He had reached out to me a while back and said, "Hey, do you have any connection for Doobie Brothers tickets?" And I was sort of like my youngest. And uh, and there is that you know that case of sometimes you still get. Young people who uh, like this stuff, and if they were raised on it, like his buddy who wanted to go was just raised on this music. It's all he ever heard. His dad was a big Doobie Brothers fan. Oh. So, you know, it's that type of thing. It's like uh, if Air, if uh, Air Supply came and played the Tribute Community Center, you'd want to go. Are you a speedwagon? Yeah. There's, a, there's a a point of stuff that I listen to. Chicago was one of them, too, yeah. that I grew up remembering my dad listening to yeah. and had albums for. And I listen, I remember when I worked on the oldie station we would have dances uh, a couple times a year every now and then uh and there'd be a group of young people that would show up mm-hmm. and and just because they would want to listen to oldies classic mm-hmm. stuff it is like some like sock hops and and monster mashes and some of it was a, you couldn't find a halloween dance anywhere else right but the oldies one and and I always found it kind of shocking. You're like, why are, they, why are these young kids coming out to this? But they loved it. Trying to pick up the cougars. I guess so. Get themselves some cougar love. Anyhow, that was uh, that was my evening. And they didn't even have any senior discount on the beer, oh. which I thought might be <laughs> something they might offer at a show like that. did make me feel a little better about myself because I'm sure there was a lot of people in that audience who were probably around my age. Right. I'm sure there was probably people into their 60s and beyond. But... Uh, you know, I looked around and I thought, I'm holding up. <laughs> I can climb the stairs. <laughs> oh, this already burns. I can feel it. There is now the uh, world's newest hot pepper. It's called Pepper X. Oh. For the longest time, the Carolina Reaper was the uh, the hottest one. But this new uh, uh, Pepper X has been a part of Hot Ones. It's in the pepper sauce known as Last Dab in Hot Ones. Okay. Um, to to show you how truly hot this pepper is, this Pepper X, the average jalapeno is only 3,000 to 8,000 Scoville. All right? Yeah. This new Pepper X is 2.69 million Unreal. Scoville units. <clears throat> the old record was the Carolina Reaper. It was at 1.6. The guy who created the Carolina Reaper, uh, he also is the guy who has uh, come up with this Pepper X, so he broke his own record. (laughs) He owns a business called the Pucker Butt Pepper Company. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully his stock in Pepto-Bismol as well. If you're a fan of spice and you think you can handle the Pepper X pepper, you're out of luck right now. You can't buy the whole pepper. But you still can get the Pepper X hot sauce, a bunch of different flavors. And one, of course, from uh, Hot Ones, the last dab experience is supposedly the hottest. Like, you won't find me running to try a Carolina Reaper sauce at all. No. Um, I, if I were on Hot Ones, and I love that show, by the way. Like, concept is great. Mm-hmm. Stars that you get on are massive now. Um, I would be sweating at sauce one, <laughs> uh, but I, and I've watched others who love to test themselves with this stuff, scream at the Carolina Reaper. Can't imagine what yeah. taking that to a whole new level would be. 
Yeah, uh, I find with a lot of hot sauces or just peppers in general, there are those that have a nice bite and a flavor, and I like them very much. And then there's others that are just hot. Yeah. And just nothing but hot, and I don't get the point. Yeah. Um, I think it was, is it Duff's on, uh, downtown that has, it's kind of uptown in Toronto, famous for wings. Uh, and went there once and had, I had like the medium and was pouring down sweat. <laughs> and they went all the way up to like an apocalypse sauce yeah. that you had to sign a waiver to try. And, and I, I, I imagine that would probably be on the lines of like a ghost pepper or Carolina Reaper. Yeah. At the time, it was years ago. It's again, just d- dumb dudes. Like you don't see many women lining up for these contests. No, there are some, but yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, we just seem to feel like we get bragging rights if we're able to down a something really hot. And I just think, well, I don't, I don't know. You're just getting a sore bum and a bad gut, right? As far as I can tell. Now, speaking of food, three quarters of us have at least one family recipe that was passed down to them, okay. usually from a parent or a grandparent. All right. Uh, and most of these are uh, still just written down. Few know them uh, off by heart. Very few have them in a digital copy uh, of any sort, usually on some sort of, you know, card. Yeah. It's been written out by your mom. And I was trying to think when I read this, if I have any. And certainly, uh, I don't know, if you love boiled to mush vegetables. <laughs> I got that from my parents. Overcooked everything else. I got that from my mom. Right. But uh, I did from a, a family friend get a uh, homemade Caesar salad dressing recipe on a little piece of paper. Okay. That I've probably had from the 1980s. And that thing still follows me around. Like I know where it is in a cookbook we have at home. Right. It's just this beaten up little piece of paper. Do you make it often? Uh, not often. Maybe right. a couple of times a year. Okay. If somebody's coming down with a cold, yeah. for the longest time we thought it, it got rid of colds because there's so much garlic in it. Gotcha. It's so strong. Right. Um, for us, it's Korean roti. Yeah. Um, definitely. That's one of those things where, you know, traditional dish um, and I learned it from my mom. I learned it when I was going away to university. I was like, oh. But I would come home to eat it, though, because, one, I don't think any of the guys around there would want me cooking that. <laughs> and uh, and two, it's just too hard to do on your own. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know with the, with the curry part, I got that from my, my, my parents um, and learned to cook it along with them. For the roti, my grandmother used to make it by hand. And uh, I remember Adrian and I went and spent a couple of afternoons with her making it and learning her recipe uh, for making it. But the problem is that that was never written down. There was okay. no writing it down. And Adrian has some passed on from her grandmother, too, uh, like chowders and things like that, where she said it's, it's there is no there's kind of a recipe, mm. but it, but there are aren't like uh, specific sizes of things like it'll be like, uh. You know, add milk. A like splash how, of how this. How much? It's like, well, whatever you got. Right. Well, I don't know. I've got four liters in the house. Is that what you want? <laughs> or right? <laughs> it's basically whatever's left over in the milk jar that they had. Now, right? I've never, uh, I've had roti, but I, of course, never made it. What, what's involved in making roti? Well, there's a couple of different rotis you can make, right? There's different, there, there's, uh, you know, there's a dal puri one, which has like the ground um, 
chana or chickpeas right. in it. Um, there's like a plain or parata ro- roti. Um, she made one that was, a, it was basically like a potato okay. roti. And, and you need a special a pan, which they actually make and sell it. Like, like T-Fowl makes one now. It's called a Tawa. Uh, it's just a very flat surface pan. Okay. Uh, and you use that and, and, like any kind of dough, you you press it out and uh, you fry this on it on that, and it, it was it was fantastic. She hmm. would add like garlic and a little bit of potato, nice. and it was really really well done, but very time consuming. Yeah, and you know I can buy it at Costco. Yeah, <laughs> it's like making homemade fresh pasta. My mother in law will do that right like, for yeah. special occasions, and and I certainly have learned a lot just from watching her. But she is also one who likes to keep her recipes. Kind of secret. Oh, you know, Maria knows them, not you. I don't know that even Maria knows. I think I know more than Maria does. Well, you're probably more interested in the cooking well, side of it, really. Maybe, and and I think there's just, you know, it's that weird parent power struggle. Right. She doesn't mind sharing with me because I'm no threat. <laughs> but if her daughter comes along and is a better cook than her, that's going to be a problem. No, I don't think this is a, too shocking. The average teenager spends 4.8 hours on social media. Every single day. Right. That ranges from a low of 4.1 hours for 13-year-olds to 5.8 hours for 17-year-olds before dropping back down for 19-year-olds, probably because they're starting to get busy with a young adult life, college and university and such. Mm. Uh, I don't think this is shocking either. More girls than boys spend at least four hours on social media. Uh, and the girls who are online spend more time there than boys. It is, it is amazing. Um, but it, it, it's almost taken over what was at, you know, at one point when you didn't have it, you had to actually go out and, and talk to people mm. or have conversations or, or have conversations on the phone. And I'm sure we did it when we were kids, taking up phone lines for hours at a time, mm-hmm. whispering sweet nothings, whatever the hell we talked about. And now it's just done over social media. It's not, it's not necessarily just, just, uh, going down rabbit holes of YouTube and TikTok, although there's a lot of that. No, there certainly is. Um, there's also just, that's simply how they communicate now rather than talking. Yeah. And look, I, the same could have been said uh, before the internet when parents were always worried. And concerned that their kids were watching too much TV, you know, mm. spending four and five hours a day watching the boob tube. Now we're just on our phone or on our laptop. And uh, you mentioned YouTube. It is uh, by far the most popular app. I thought for young people it would be TikTok. TikTok is second. YouTube is first. Then Instagram and uh, and Facebook. And then X. It's amazing. And it continues to amaze me what, like, my kids all see watching on YouTube. Which is watching other kids hang out. Like, it's so strange. It, it, it seems so beyond uh, weird. And what are these other kids doing hanging out? Like, what are they watching these kids do? Just sit around uh, Sometimes they're sitting around watching TV or watching video games. And they find this intriguing. I, I, I cannot understand it. I've questioned it. <laughs> I've asked for explanations <laughs> of it. Like, I find it personally nothing more frustrating than watching my kids watch someone else play a video game. Right. When I've paid for the video game's yeah. console right. and the game and the internet to run that game, and instead they'd rather watch someone else play it. Now, are they getting tips from this other person on how to get better at the yes, game? Yes, I assume so. But 
Just play it, you'll get better. Exactly. <laughs> but hours upon hours of my house has been spent watching other play people play video games. And I remember as a kid, I didn't have the original Nintendo when it first came out. And my buddy had it. And he could finish Mario Brothers in like one turn. Mm. And I couldn't. But I would have to sit and wait as the second player for my turn. Right. And Luigi didn't get much action. <laughs> no, no. It was all Mario. Yeah, it's like when I used to try to play uh, sports games, hockey or soccer or whatever uh, on uh, video games. And I just could not. You see people moving so fast with the buttons on the controller. Right. You know, and I could not remember what was a slap shot. My guys would just be doing circles and falling down. Yeah. I was, I was terrible at sports on video games. Like at one point, kind of like a fantasy thing, my kids were, they were just picking players, putting them on a random team. And then instead of playing the game, simulating it. Come on! I went, what the hell are you guys doing? They're like, well, it's faster. I'm like, well, I don't know. At least they weren't killing each other. Yeah. No, it's it's all fine. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I used to spend hours upon hours trying to get the TV to unscramble so I could see some bare boobs on right. the Italian <laughs> channel or the, the scramble channel or whatever. So that was my hobby when I was about their age. Right. Yeah, and I guess of all the things available available to them on the Internet, yeah. you know, I guess this is <laughs> some of the, the, the least scary. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, there's a whole world out yet. Well, I, they, they've probably seen some of that world. They're just not looking at that when you're in the room. Right. But I'm sure they've seen some things already. And it's shocked them so horribly. They just want to go back to watching people sitting around staring at a wall. I have uh, an exciting day, but I'm also a little nervous because at 9.30 this morning, I'm going for a massage. What? Yeah, I've had this kind of like a pain and ache down into my shoulder and my 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 neck, and so Maria thinks it's all kind of stress related, and so she's like, you know, you have benefits; they cover some massage. You should go for one. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I've 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 been to you know a, a few massage places <laughs> late late in the night. Those aren't usually covered by benefits. No, and so <laughs> I had to uh, I had to fill out a an online kind of like little medical report and right. then you to check off all sorts of uh, different boxes on different things, and then you have to go through and read their rules and regs, and there is a whole thing about this is not to be no sexual advances yes. towards our employees, right? You will be uh, removed from the premises and never allowed back. Now, I have a one-hour massage booked. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I last 10 minutes before they boot me, it'll be a miracle because I know I'll say something stupid. Uh, what time are you having this? At 9.30. You'll be asleep by 9.35. I, you know, I think so. And I, I hope they're fine with me passing out yep. because I was out late last night. Right. Like four hours sleep. Yes. Oh, I'll be asleep on the drive over. <laughs> They'll put that uh, the calming yoga music on. The only problem is I get farty when I sleep. Uh-oh. And if they're working on my neck and shoulder, that means I'm I'm bum, bum up in the air. <laughs> Walking in with my pants down. What a what a thrill for this dude. Yeah, I think I got a lady. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when I went and first uh, had my first uh, colonoscopy, and uh, you have to pass gas after you've had the procedure, and they gotcha. won't let you leave until you do that. But because I was uh, under whatever medication I was under, I mean, I was just out cold through the whole thing and slept for quite a while. I think I slept for days mm. at that uh, in the doctor's office. And uh, so when I woke up, when I finally came around, the nurse came in to see me, and I said, "Oh, I guess uh, I guess I still got to stick around till I pass gas." 
And she said, oh, no, you took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> there, There is a situation when it comes to the, um, the massage therapist. There's always a couple of them. One is the... Much like the dental hygienist or anywhere you're getting a service done, it, the awkward conversation. Mm. Like, do you want to, like, hairdresser, the same thing. Do you want to involve in conversation and make small talk mm-hmm. or you just want to lie there? Like, when they tell you to relax, yeah. you're supposed to, but, you know, sometimes that means not having a conversation. And, and then in your mind, sometimes you play it. Well, are, are they bored? Are they expecting? What do other people do in this yeah. situation? Do they converse or do they just lie there? There's a lot of options you can get with the massage. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to try this out and see if it works and uh, see if it makes me a new man. Right. You know. Well, and then, and then usually near the end of the massage, there is the, you know, the turnover. Right, uh, you go from lying on your stomach to you know, let's lie on your back and work mm. your neck in a different position, kind of thing. And then there's that worry for a second, like, am I, is it going to look like a tent pole standing up here? <laughs> I'll just wear my cup. <laughs> <laughs> I wear it most days, anyhow. More than ninety nine percent of all organisms that have ever lived on Earth are extinct. But we humans aren't ruining everything. Wow, 99%. We're like the 1% that's still there? We're still hanging in, just by a thread. (laughs) One time we'll be a 1%er. Yeah. Both China and Japan have Eiffel Towers that are taller than the one in Paris. They aren't exact copies. They're among dozens of structures across the world that look similar and were reportedly inspired by the Eiffel Tower. Okay. Now, there is a replica in Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. The Paris Casino. It's about half the size, it is said. Okay. The first person to refer to the F word as the F bomb was a catcher on the New York Mets, a guy named Gary Carter. There's yeah. a former expo. Hmm? Former expo. Oh, right, right, right. There's a quote from him in uh, from a 1988 article in Newsday where he says an umpire threw him out of a game for using the F bomb. Hmm. And it went from there. Disney's original uh, Aladdin was set in Baghdad, but then the Gulf War broke out and they mixed the letters around, swapping a few out and changed the city to Agrabah. Wow. Still a great movie and a great soundtrack. Makes sense, though. Yeah. A quarter of people say the first time they figured out how to send a text message was when they were voting for American Idol. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Um, the pacemaker was invented when an engineer accidentally pulled the wrong resistor from a box and realized it could regulate a heart. Okay. Happy accident? I guess so. Right. There are a lot of accidents that involve pulling things and <laughs> not pulling things, boxes and such. You can boil water in a paper cup because the boiling point of water is a lower temperature than the point where the cup would burn. Okay. Don't, don't try this at home, kids. Yeah, especially not over an open flame. Yeah. Mom and dad want to come home to a house that's still, oh, I don't know, upright. A treatment for syphilis used to be injecting malaria into the person. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I guess it would kill the virus. I got, I got good news and bad news, the doc says. Yeah. I'll stick with the syphilis. Isn't that syphilis the one that used to get into your brain eventually and kill you? Isn't that what uh, Al Capone or died in prison of was syphilis? Really? I think I think that was the deal. The doctor who came up with the treatment even won a Nobel Prize for it. Right. 
But this is back in the day when you'd go to a doctor, a supposed doctor with a migraine, and he'd hit you in the head with a stick. <laughs> well, you'd bite on the stick first. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.